On this episode of White Squirrel Radio, I sit down with the co-owner of Kistler Patterson Funeral Home, Steve Patterson. We will talk about Steve's hair, playing guitar, and how he became the coolest guy in Albany. All right, so we're here with uh, Steve Patterson. He is the uh, co-owner of Kistler Patterson Funeral Home. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about what exactly that means and what you do and who you are a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm Steve Patterson. Um, yeah, I do co-own the, the local funeral home, Kistler Patterson Funeral Home, along with my father-in-law and his family. Uh, it's your typical family-run business, um, especially when it comes to a funeral home, because I live inside of the business that we're, where I work. Uh, so on one side of the house is my house, and then on the other side of the house is a, um, is a funeral home that does about maybe 204 deaths a year. So it's a 24-7 business. Um, I have a family. It's just, uh, you know, a, your typical, you know, TV show type family-owned funeral home business. Yeah. In every way. So the first thing I think of when I think funeral home director is like this tall, lanky guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you've got that page. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, I mean, you're not like, yeah. you're not super tall. You're like, what, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Probably 6'4", but yeah. I have the lankiness. <laughs> right. It's, so. it, 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 from appearances, from a distance, in a, in a black suit, I could see 6'6", six, six, a pale face. Right. Yeah, I could see yeah. the lurch. <laughs> you, should, you should get like a top hat or something. Just kind of make that appearance just a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. I try to play that up a little bit. You know, I try to drop weight when I can. Right. To, to fill out that lurch position. But yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I, I kind of do fit that part. You know, yeah. um, you know I'm gonna, like, I think being, this is just, something sort of sidebar thing is like I'm not intimidating at all like I'm, I might be 6'4 but I'm not intimidating right. at all like I think it makes me approachable in some ways you know if I was six foot four and a massive monolith of a man who like you just looked at and says well he could pick up heavy stuff that might be be intimidating <laughs> but I'm not that guy right yeah yeah so how did you get involved with that um that's I'm gonna give you the short story on that yeah. one because there's a long story but my father-in-law and I would have long talks, you know, I was, when I was younger, like in my 20s, about career type stuff. And he said, you'd be perfect for being a funeral director. And if you know anything about me, you know, I smile constantly. I'm, I can be a bit silly. I like, I, I like to have fun. And there's nothing in me at the age of 25 that thought that this business was fun at all. Like, there's, there's no room for a guy like me. Um, but my father-in-law convinced me that I would be good at it. I, I took his opportunity that he gave me and I became a funeral director. And I think that like, because of my smiling behavior, because of that, it actually is like, it's helped me like almost like a ballast, you know, because I deal with so much grief and so much pain that I have, I'm already built in a happy guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm never too far down, you know? So it's actually helped me personally. And I think that, um, uh, and this is going to my business a little bit, and I want to protect my family and not talk too much about them, but in most cases, when I meet a family, they've already been through the worst time in their life. Right. The outcome is known, you know? They're running on all the cancer treatments when they thought they m something might have happened, they might turn a corner, but when, by the time they meet me, the outcome is known, and they're looking in another direction. And so uh, they're looking 
looking towards the future a little bit. And, and then we can share stories. And then almost always when I meet a family, they're laughing. Mm -hmm. They laugh so hard. Tears come rolling out of their eyes. So in that way, I think my personality sort of fosters that a little bit. You know, like um, I, I know that when they first get there, they're not like that at all. But uh, because I do this where I meet families 200 times a year, I kind of know the beats. I know beat by beat how it should go. Mm -hmm. And I know at some point they trust me and at some point they begin to like me. And then at some point they become very comfortable with me and then they're able to let go a little bit and, and they'll share those stories and they just laugh. Right. And so like, it's actually kind of a release, I think. Does that kind of change your perspective on life a little bit since you've been doing it for a while? Um, yeah, for sure. Right. You know, yeah. like you're not guaranteed 45 years. Yeah. You're not guaranteed 30. So enjoy it while you can, right? So yeah, you have to live, yeah. you live in a different perspective. Cause um, what I used to say this all the time, I haven't said it for quite, quite a while, is like, you know, there's like, when someone passes away in your family and everybody can experience this, is that like, there's uh, like a two week period where you reevaluate everything you are. You do an inventory of what's important to you. And obviously what you do for a living is important. It provides like, you know, your wealth, it provides like, you know, provides your home, provides everything, you know, provides the money for everything that needs for your, for your life to function. Um, but what's really important to you would be your family and your friends and mm -hmm. the, the social gatherings and, and shared memories and stuff like that. So, but then that two weeks goes by and then there's a deadline at work and then life just sort of takes you back into it's like, Okay, gotta make money. Gotta gotta do this. Gotta do that. Gotta make get get kids to practice. Gotta do all these things that um, weren't nearly as important to you during that two week period where you, after that after that death. So for me, I never leave that two week period. Does that make sense? Right. Like I'm always in that two week. What's most important thing because I'm meeting people, and I'm at funeral services, and the conversations that I have are kind of surrounding that. Mm -hmm. You know what's what's important. So. How would you, so like someone like me who's not around that constantly, yeah. how, how could I kind of change my perspective a little bit in that two-week window you're talking about? You know, how could someone like me kind of get in that mindset to where, you know, I can stop and appreciate all the little things in my life versus being busy all the time, which, because 99% of our culture is yeah. just being busy with sports and kids and work right. and everything, you know, so how, how would somebody like me kind of kind of do that? Yeah, I think that question backing up in the corner because I don't have an answer. No, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a, That's right. it's like a culture of yeah. like the funeral home. Um, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that one. Maybe you should um, write a book or something. Yeah, maybe if I figured it out. <laughs> 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 right now, I'm just I'm just a <laughs> passive observer of what's yeah. going on okay. and not actually analyzing how 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 it could be like um, marketed to other people or figured out by the people. No. Mm -hmm. um, of course, my kids got places to go, and I've got you know yeah. bills to pay and stuff right. like that. So I, I, I live that lifestyle. Um, but I mean, if I'm going to get real deep on this, I'd say like you know the, the most important thing in life is, uh, is probably the shared human experience with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, it's, you know, there's those things you do you do by yourself. Like if you can, like summit Mount Kilimanjaro or some huge mountain, and you look out and you're by yourself. It's great, but it really doesn't mean anything until you can share with other people right. and they can appreciate it. So, and that goes for everything. Like, you know, you, you play basketball, you, you do it with friends, you do it 
and you, sh you all share that same experience. You share the same television shows because you share the same emotions towards that. And so the shared human experience is probably the most important thing. You know, and, and if you're just, if, you know, if you're just out there for the money situation, I know we always talk about people always going gunning for the money um, as it's a negative, but we actually absolutely have to, absolutely have to in some way. Um, but it doesn't, you can't share your human experiences with your money. Right. You know, with your bank account, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. um, although you can purchase your friends in some ways, I think, but <laughs> that's false. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just, um, I would say that's the most important part. If you, if you, if you really sort of like, maybe make that your focal point, like why you do things mm -hmm. is so that you can enjoy them with other people, then maybe I think you'd, you'd live a more enjoyable life and you'd maybe make your way into that sort of that, that window we talked right. about, the two week period window okay. after a death. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you can't always, um, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna back out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I was deeply um, philosophical. Yeah, that's fine. We're gonna, <laughs> we'll move on from the, from the deepness of that. Um, yeah, just going back a little bit, um, forgot to mention in the beginning, but one thing that we do have in common is we're both not from Olney. Yeah. So I'm from San Diego originally, and you're from New York originally. Yep. Where in upstate. New York? Upstate. I grew up upstate New York, just outside of Utica, New York. But and then your whole childhood grew up there? Um, yeah. My father lived in a smaller town, like outside of a, a town the size of Evansville. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the best way to like compare it. And then my mother was, you know, she, she moved around all over Utica and all the towns, like in, inside of Utica and outside Utica. So I, you know, it was, she was constantly on the move. Um, so I, uh, I would say Utica's my home place. You guys ever go back there? Do I ever go back? Yeah. Um, rarely. Yeah. You go back in the wintertime, and it's there's only one thing to do is go terrible. to the mall. Yeah, it's terrible up there. Because <laughs> it's the terrible. Time. It's yeah. like, right. you know, so they're under snow. So close to like Buffalo and Canada, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're talking, you know, three feet of snow right. throughout the entire summertime. Um, yeah, so you have uh, two boys, Graham and uh, Quinn, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. How's, uh, how are you liking that? Parenting? Yeah. They're good kids. Yeah. I had Graham and the CrossFit kids last year, and he's a, he's a character for sure. Yeah. He's always smiling like you to get that. I'm guessing he got that from you. <laughs> Kid always had a smile on his face. He's got a lot of energy, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, you got six kids, so whatever I say here, it can be like, you know. I said, well, I, got, I, can say the, I can talk about the challenges, and then you can go, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, it's not. I mean, once you... Once you hit, yeah, one. Once you, yeah, but once yeah. you hit like three, yeah. adding another one, it really right. doesn't doesn't compound the the craziness. It just yeah, it's all the same. Everybody just does the same thing, so it's not too bad. Yeah, well, my first time father, you know, this <laughs> so the two kids. So it was raising kids. That was like you know, probably it's one of those most eye-opening experience of my life was having children. And Graham's what, nine, ten. Graham's eight, Qu eight. Quinn, Quinn is, 10, is ten, okay, and so they're about to turn nine and eleven. Okay, um, they're just on the cusp there. So, you know, we've been at this eleven years, you know, and it changes all the time. Right, the dynamics change all the oh, time. Yeah. Like when when they first show up, you don't realize they're one hundred percent independent on you they, for all of their needs. And as time of life goes on, mm -hmm. they become less and less dependent on you. Right, uh, but uh, that was that was a realization I had it was like the, this sort of sinking feeling, like this is gonna go on for 11 years yeah <laughs> you know, has, like, the, has the back talk started to kick in yet yeah 
It was about like age 10 with my two older ones. Yeah. Once they hit like age 10, yeah. they would just kind of look at me and, why? What? Yeah. Where'd I, that come from? I got to say like, <laughs> I don't know. There's, my kids are so, they're so different between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, you could probably say that because you're so Oh kids. yeah. They're all, each one of them has a different personality. Right. Oh, so yeah. what is, what is your thought on that? Like, uh, you know, how much influence do you really have? If, if right. you raise six kids and they're all so different, how much influence does your parenting style really matter? I mean, you can really screw them up. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But as far as like you just trying your best doing, doing what you can every day, um, like in six kids and each one's different. Cause I come from four kids and we are all so different mm -hmm. that how can we really blame our parents for this one turning out that way and this one turning out that right. way? When, or could it be that like they just showed up this way? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's tough to say. It really is. I mean, cause kids do, they have a mind of their own. I mean, even, you know, even the little ones, yeah. they do what they want sometimes. It's just like, yeah. you know you're not supposed to do that, but it's, I don't know, it's, I don't think there's an answer to that. I, I mean, you, yeah. can, you can do what you can and instill some, uh, you know, values and yeah. things like that. And hopefully it sticks, but yeah, who knows? Because, I mean, once they hit, a, especially once they hit a certain age, like teenage years, mm -hmm. that's when they start really doing what they want to do. Do you have one that's... Yeah, Levi. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll be 14, 14 in September. So, and then Elijah, he's, uh, uh, his birthday was just this past uh, weekend. Yeah. So on Sunday. So, yep, two in junior high school. Has that changed yeah. for you? Like that changed the kid thing? Um, it does, but it, it's, it's better in some ways and it's, you know, a little bit worse in some ways, you know, the attitude and the back talk and stuff is there, but yeah. at the same time, they're more dependent. You know, they help out right. with the younger kids. Um, you know, they can mow the grass. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, a, that's lovely. You know, like that's a four hour job right. that I don't have to do for four right. hours anymore. I yeah. can you know, have them help out. Um, so, you know, there's pros and cons as they get older, but I'm excited to see, you know, cause I'm, I'm playing the long game and this whole thing is like, I'm looking at what are they going to contribute to the world when they're 30? Yeah. Because, you know, I know my twenties was, yeah. for most part right. my twenties was, you know, Yep. Might as well just throw them away because yep. I didn't do much yep. and I didn't contribute a whole lot. But um, so I'm trying to, you know, that's a goal too, is to help them kind of cut through the, the stupid stupidity that I went through into my 20s right. so they can start contributing a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that I'm, I'm super excited to see what they do with their lives. So how do you cut through the crap and like do it? You I don't know. More, a more principled life. I, just trying to teach, just trying to tell them things that I wish I knew. Right. Even man. if they, you know, because that's another thing with kids too is a lot of times they don't listen to their parents. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm good friends with the Boyles. Yeah. So like sometimes like I'll tell Tyler like, hey man, tell my kids this because they'll listen to him. Yeah, that's true. You know, yep. and then, you know, there's been a couple times where, um, you know, their 16 year old daughter cleans the gym yeah. and I've given her a ride home a couple times and like uh -huh. I'll bring up a conversation that, you know, I know about something that happened or whatever uh -huh. and I'll just talk to her about it and just kind of get her perspective on things and then give her my advice because she's probably more likely to listen to me than right so, than Tyler and yeah Marissa. and that's where you know yeah. you know people help out with with that kind of stuff too yeah. so I, I think the it's village. people you bring around your kids and raised by a village you know yeah, there you go so that's true yeah though like my I remember my father giving me advice about like stuff that like I remember hearing as a teenager that I you know was like well that's one of my one of my dad was like you know go to a party and you had a beer you only drink it about halfway down. Mm -hmm. 
and then you can hold it all night long and people say you want another beer, you just say, I'm, not, I'm still working on this one. So therefore you don't have to drink too much at a party. Right. I didn't listen to that for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you probably still don't. <laughs> so I think I'm getting closer to that half a beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm at two and a half right now, Dad. <laughs> That's good. I'll be sure to send this to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so moving on from that. Uh, so one thing that I think is probably one of the most interesting things about you that I've learned in the past year is uh, your best friend was your foreign exchange student. Best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. Luca. I'd say so. Good guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're just you're with him a lot. You right. About him yeah. A lot. yeah. I'm, I'm really the type cool guy. Who's got, I've got a lot of best friends. Yeah. In fact, I get I get I collect friends like cards. Yeah, that's cool. It's like I just and I never let them go. Like, they're who they are, you know? Like, they're, you know, I'm, I mean, there's some bad cards in this deck, I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> but, but Luca's not one of them. I yeah, mean, no, Luca's Yeah, the exchange student thing was like, I, I love, he's from Switzerland. Luca uh, came over from Switzerland and moved in with us August 18th of last year, and uh, he leaves tomorrow. So tomorrow I drop him off at the airport after mm -hmm. a year. And we spent, so much time together, um, you know, it's like one of those things like, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, if there was a rule book, we didn't, I didn't follow it, you know, like we developed like a friendship, like it wasn't like a host parent teaching you like, um, you know, the, our culture and stuff. It was me. I, I now had a buddy. You might not want to go too far because <laughs> they might not let you have another kid. No, they gave me another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why like a, they get I got another one before he submitted his review. <laughs> I've already signed up. No, is because uh, I just like to hang out. I'm, I'm, yeah, and he liked to hang out, and we'd watch movies together, and then um, I'd give my cultural perspective, and mm -hmm. he would give his, and so mm -hmm. we had these conversations, and we um, we would have like you know he's 21, so it was like we would have like a whiskey. Mm -hmm. Even last night we we revisited our favorite film last night. We, pour, we poured whiskey, and then one of the things, we, when we had whiskey, uh, Luca would pair his favorite Pringles flavor with right. the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a well, thing. What was your movie, what movie did you watch? We watched The Big Lebowski. Oh, that's a great movie. It was my, it was his third time watching it this the year. Dude. The Dude. The Dude. The Dude Abides. Yeah, good movie. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so and there's so many great lines in the oh, movie yeah. and stuff like that, and not, many of them I can't repeat here, but that we used around the house. Yeah. Um, and then we also worked on a list uh, of different sort of like iconic movies we had to watch mm -hmm. and we probably made it through maybe like 15 of those together mm -hmm. we watch them together and then we talk about them so that sort of our developed our friendship so is that something that he might not have done in europe if you, i mean i don't know how, how much movies europeans yeah. watch american movies but he had not seen these films right. so um i introduced them to him and then also gave him my perspective on him as an american mm -hmm. growing up in america like what kind of movies like Godfather, uh, those types of movies. All, all yeah, the God, uh, Godfather okay. one, Godfather so two. So you're doing like, yeah. like greatest American films. Apocalypse yeah. Now. Okay. Um, what's the one? So oh, there's like two these. Marlon Brando movies. Uh, what's the Stanley, the Stanley Kubrick films we went through? Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Um, there was Clockwork one with like. Um, didn't we started Clockwork Orange? I don't mm -hmm. know if he finished it. Um, that one's a little tough to get through. Yeah, there's one that there was like, um, oh, Doctor Strangelove. Okay. That was one of like there's so many lines that came out of that that were great for us, you know. So I don't know. It was it was like, I mean that part that experience of having Luca was, you know, like 
uh, had someone to share these films with, and he mm -hmm. had someone to share them with, and stuff like that. I mean, and then we were we live a block from a bar, so we right. walked down Just there walk and spent you know and met met people down there. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had he developed like a friendship network of his own peers and stuff like that. And he did stuff with them through people that he met at that bar. Um, you know, it sounds like we do a lot of drinking. There's a lot just of truth to that. Just hanging out. Just, yeah. I mean, it was it's a social lubricant. It's yeah. what I used to sort of like <laughs> get out there and say hi to people with. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, it's something okay. I do. Enjoy it. Yeah, we're getting an exchange student in a couple of weeks, so we're. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited yeah, for you we're, guys. We're, we're excited. I'm excited for that student going into your house. Yeah, yeah. My too. wife's still like, because we only have one bathroom in the house. Right. So she's like freaking out. Like, yeah. Like we only have one bathroom. Does he? Does he? Does he like have to sign a waiver saying that? He, yeah. He's okay with just one bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it'll be okay. He'll manage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Tell her that. Yeah. I mean, I think the women, like, like. The women of the house, they want to make sure their guests are taken yeah, care of. Yeah, for sure. And a guy just is like, oh, they'll have fun. Right, yeah, guys well, don't care. Yeah. Like if we were no, getting... What about we the towels? Well, he'll find a towel. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, if you thought right. about logistics of how he's, gonna, how he's gonna do this and how he's gonna do that, and we're like, he's a dude, he'll figure it out. And you know what? That's the truth, the dude will figure it mm -hmm. out. This is why I couldn't have had a, a female one. Right. I mean, one because I don't think of the logistics of, of how they're, of their comfort. Right. You know, I'm just like, she's gonna have fun, but she's, yeah. If, but she, if she can't feel comfortable, she can't feel fun. She right. can't have fun. Yeah, guys are easy. Guys are guys easy. Guys are easy. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We're, we're high maintenance, but yeah. we're also easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, Lucas slept outside in a hammock in 35 degree temperatures when we went camping one time. So he's, he's good anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Pretty resilient then, huh? Pretty resilient. Yeah. He mountain climbs and does stuff <laughs> like good. that. So I, I mean, this is my joke, but like my type is, 21 male and European. Right. That's, that's the way, that's yeah. how I like my foreign exchange. That's what I'm getting. So. 21 male and yeah, European. That's exactly what I'm getting. So, so I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe we have the same type. <laughs> same type. We'll see. And then, and then uh, um, his name's Robin. He, mm -hmm. likes, he likes working out. So right. hopefully own, we'll get him in here. And you own a gym. So. Yeah. So hopefully we get him in here and he can hang out with us in here. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So you also play the guitar. Yes. And that's, that's yes. not, that's a fairly recent thing right yeah it was late in life okay I'm my 38th birthday but I mean like you're really good from what I, I mean I, okay. I think you're good and yeah. then other people think you're good too that actually play guitar too so yeah you know yeah and you've only been playing for what a year two years I uh, no, no no I'm I'm on four years now four years I, that's still, actually that's not, not quite no because I on my 30th birthday and I'm 41 now so about three and a half years I've been playing but um, that's not very long so yeah this is actually pretty interesting because like it's how the brain learns you know like a lot of people say you can't learn an instrument after such at such an age and I said piss on that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a guitar and learn it and if I give it enough if I give it enough time I'll free the, the brain has the ability to sort of like rewire itself mm -hmm. and I got to actually experience that not as like a teenager like who doesn't know really what's going on with their brain anyway um, but as a person who's set in their ways a 38 year old and so when playing guitar, like I saw my brain getting rewired, you know, the fact that the way that I can move my fingers now, the way the patterns, the chords sort of come together and the strumming of the, of the right hand, how it all comes together and how I, I had to like, I had to teach my brain that. And one of the, the greatest tricks I ever did was right before bed, I would do the hardest sort of stuff right before bed and leave my guitar by the bed and wake up and then the next morning try to do it, do what I couldn't figure out the night before. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, my brain had figured it out overnight. Hmm. It would do this, like a, like a this is called the Travis, the Travis picking pattern. 
Um, like uh, the most famous example, the Travis picking pattern is um, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Really? And to learn that, like you gotta learn Travis picking and it's difficult to do, um, but it's the best way for everybody to learn Travis picking is use that one because it's a beautiful song, you know it. Um, and so like I would go to bed, I would play it right before bed and I wake up and I would, I would get it. And then about three times after getting it, it would fall apart again. And I wouldn't be able to accomplish it again. But later in the day, I tried again and I would get it and it would, the whole thing would fall apart again. And then that night I would try to do the, another hard pattern and then it, just, it would just repeat this sort of thing over and over again. And my brain overnight would o almost always figure it out. It was kind of a, it was a trick almost. Mm. And so I still use that when I'm trying to figure out like a tough song. Like, yeah. I mean, last night I did it to uh, Beatles. Um, Don't let me down. So mm -hmm. I, I love that song. And yeah, I've heard of that before too with learning yeah. anything in general. I yeah. can't remember what the, the doctor's name was or something. I just remember hearing about it. Well, the, that's called neuroplasticity. Okay. Like the ability to rewire your brain. Um, but I mean, doing stuff and then sleeping, uh, has, there's something that yeah. the brain does where while you're sleeping it, yeah. you know, whatever it does. I don't, I don't know yeah. how it works. I sort of stumbled upon it because I put my kids late to bed. I would lay my kids to bed at night um, and everybody in the house is asleep and then I would play guitar and then I would go to bed and then I would wake up and go, man, see if I can't figure that, see if I can't, see if I can't have, see if I didn't figure this out already. And I did. So it was like a little trick that like I stumbled upon and I kept doing it over and over again. And it kept working. Mm -hmm. So like just because you can't get something doesn't mean you won't. If it's like a difficult move, mm -hmm. like in CrossFit, there's a lot of difficult moves. Um, like a kipping pull-up or a tota bar or something. Um, it's just teaching your body to do it and all the little sort of like intricate muscles that have to move to figure it out. Right. But I wouldn't advise yeah. doing kipping pull-ups before right. bed. Right before bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about CrossFit, um, you are 35 days away from your one-year one mark. Yeah, I figured so, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how's it going? Uh, I got a lot of theories on CrossFit too. Yeah. So, like, um, my theory in CrossFit is, like, uh, a lot of people come to me and, and they think, they say negative things about CrossFit, but my philosophy is, the best workout for me is the workout that I'll actually do. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, there may be a better workout for me that my, that my body would be more stimulated by, but I wouldn't do it because it doesn't have the aspects of, like, sh the shared experience that I talked about earlier. Right. So like, and that's why I come here and there's other people here and we're all in the same sort of pain cave going through the same workout at the same time. And all I've got to do is get myself to the door. And in fact, that's Joe, you said that like in the first month I was here, you were like, the only thing you got to do is get yourself through that door. <laughs> and you pointed to the door of the CrossFit gym. We'll take care of the rest. And you'll take care of the rest. <laughs> that's that's it, exactly man. what you said. Yeah. It's that easy. And everything else from that point is automatic. Yeah. I'm just the goat. Right. I'm going to do, I'm going to cheap. And that's the beauty of it. You yeah. come in here and turn your brain off yeah. and just let the coaches yeah. take care of it for you. Right. Yep. The, de the decision's already been made, <laughs> even without my knowledge. Yeah. You just wait, you just get in your car, point it in this general direction yeah. and you're good. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. It's, it's, and the hardest part is five to five thirty, getting up out of bed, getting coffee, getting dressed and getting out the door on time and get here on time. Right. Um, and then after that, after that, like everything's automatic. I get home, I shower, I get the kids off the school, get to work. Um, I just wake up earlier than mm -hmm. other people. Right. And that's an hour earlier than most people. And I get it all in. And I don't think about it again. 
You know, I mean, I can, I love talking about CrossFit right. with other people. But you get your workout done. It's done for the day. And right. You don't have to worry about. Yeah. You know, did I, you know, do something physically active? Today? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's it's in the back of my brain. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Every, at that point, everything else is like, um, well, I got a workout in, so I feel like I've accomplished something. Right. Um, I feel like I'm working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'd say like, as far as my year, because I'm coming up on 35 days from my one year anniversary, is like it wasn't until month eight, and maybe you notice it's like. It just turned on. Yeah. It's, I mean. Yeah. It's something clicks. Yeah. Something clicks. And you just, yeah. The techniques started right. falling in place. I started doing some things at home that like helped me here, mm-hmm. you know, like doing the, doing the pull-ups. Pull-ups and stuff. Yeah. And, the, and then I just started seeing like gains in weight, mm-hmm. like as far as like the m- amount of weight that I could push. And then also like I'm over 200 pounds and yet I feel fitter right. than I did when I was at 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't, I mean, we could probably do like calculation, yeah. but I don't really sit around and like examine my body all the time. Um, Cause that's, it's not, it's more about performance, you know, like bodybuilding stuff. It's like, you're staring in the mirror constantly looking for the gains and the gains are so incremental yeah. that you just quit. It's tough. You, it, it takes a, it takes a special oh, dedicated person yeah. to, to do that for sure. Bodybuilding is, I can't do it. Yeah. Cause I want that. I want it all. Yeah. You know? I, I don't have the attention span. I know. I don't. Like, yeah. I have the attention span of a two-year-old. Yeah. Like I have to do something that's like quick and fast and get yeah. in and get out and just be done with it. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I gotta say like, and then the magazines they sell for bodybuilding are body types that like just are discouraging for a guy like me who's six foot four and is lurch. Yeah, both you know? of us. Yeah. For you, uh, we'll, you, you we'll never look like that. Yeah. Never. Right. No matter what we do, we'll yeah. never look like that. Right. Just, yeah. So it's discouraging. And so even <laughs> yeah. like the, even like the CrossFit, like we were talking about this the other day, like the main CrossFit guys, I can't even look at them because it would be discouraging for right. me to say, compare myself to them. Right. So I just, what I love, what I love about this gym is the culture of this gym is, and um, forgive me for saying this, but like, I think it's three quarters women. So they, right. they dominate the, the culture and it's so nice. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice place right. to work out. Yeah, it is. You know, and everybody's smiling. Everybody's smiling. Happy. Yeah, happy. Yeah. happy. Yeah. We joke around a lot, um, you know, it just uh, it's the culture is not competitive. Guys don't have their shirts off. Um, I just love it. It's, and they're so encouraging too. The female, mm-hmm. like the, the female specimen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> say, it's it's say, hard. Guys are not like there's not many rah rah. Yeah. You know, slap hands. Right. Guys out there, but the women definitely do a better job of forcing us to yeah to do the whole high five thing and cheer yeah. each other on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy it. And most gyms you go to, it's dominated by uh, guys with uh, sleeveless shirts, and, and not. I mean, that's their culture. That's the right. way they. And that's, that's the way they like right. to that's, work that's out. What they, yeah, exactly. That's what they want, and that's fine. It's yeah. to each his own for sure. Right. But yeah, we're trying to build, like exactly what, how you described it is exactly what we're trying to build here. So yeah. I'm glad that you say that. Um, yeah. So you know, in the past year, what is your uh, your biggest accomplishment? Would you say something you're the most proud of? It would be guitar. Yeah. Um, like a, if learning, it was, if it was learning a song or just like playing in front of people or. Yeah. So like the guitar is like pushed me to like to per, do performances mm-hmm. and, and then critique my performances when I'm done. So I like to, I'll get a video of it later on and then critique myself. And then I only, you know, I critique, critique myself because I want to improve. I want to get better as a performer. So you enjoy being a performer then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's another challenge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's n- not so much to like, so I can become famous, but because it's just, 
it's a goal and it's out there, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know why I do it. I'm just driven to it. Yeah. I think people enjoy entertainment and I enjoy entertaining. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and people want you to get up there and they want you to give you the best job you can. You know, I think it, people are pretty forgiving too. They are. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're on American Idol, that's, that's another yeah, story. But if right. you're at Whittle Rock, yeah. people are like, they just want to have a good time. Yeah. You can get up there and sing, right. sing whatever yeah. and people are, are cool with it. Yeah, yeah for that's, sure. Yeah. Yeah, people are pretty forgiving. So, and um, also, I mean, I have so many things to be happy about, like in the accomplishments in the past year. Like, what about uh, fitness-wise? CrossFit, yeah. I'd say like I feel terrific. You know, like physically, I feel in great shape, and um, yeah, confidence level. You know, I mean, I'll never approach what I was like at 21 in the service when all we did was leave work and go work out. You know, and there was PT in the morning, right? Uh, and we ate nonstop. You know, like three meals a day. They, they just had huge platters of food. Yeah. So just like it was like, oh, and yet you had the right genetics mm-hmm. and you had all the time. And lots more testosterone. A lot more testosterone. <laughs> a lot more free testosterone. At 41, you don't have quite so much. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but at least have that sort of confidence, you know, and like not feel like a get that rock in the dad bod too hard. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It Definitely. Was, uh, it actually, was like, like, I mean, this was a U turn, like coming into this gym because. I was playing so much guitar and you're up late. A lot of times you're, you're playing at, you're at bars and stuff like that. And, and, or you're with your friends and there's no, no one wants to go home. Right. So you stay up late and then you maybe hit McDonald's on the way home. Yeah. And I was gaining weight. You don't get much sleep. Don't get much sleep. And just all the things that are bad about being a musician uh, were happening to me. And then when I came to this gym, I sort of turned that around. Good deal. Yeah. Those are probably my two biggest accomplishments of the past year have been guitar and uh, the CrossFit for sure. The fact that I stuck with it is amazing. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Like how did that, right. a year working out, like yeah. three times a week. You're, you're not the only one that's, that says that either. How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's probably my biggest accomplishment. That's good. Showing up. Right. And that's big. tough. It's yeah. tough to be yeah. consistent. Right. You know, three times a week, four times a week. Yeah. Day after day. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. I come here for something because I, I, la- I smile and I laugh every time. Yeah. And it's, that's tough to do at 530 in the morning. <laughs> but <laughs> you, got a, you got a good crowd. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So do you remember what you uh, were voted best for at the uh, Only CrossFit <laughs> Christmas party? I know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's my hair. Your hair. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm, I'm un- unapologetic about my hair. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve was voted <laughs> best hair in the gym for sure. Um, and actually, I actually did uh, another survey, and it was town-wide. So like... Best hair town-wide? 10,000 votes. You were voted, <laughs> like even kids, toddlers even. Best hair. No. Coolest guy in only is that's what you were voted. Who said this? The town. The town. <laughs> the town has spoken. <laughs> what do you think about that? Coolest guy in only. Yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. There's only one person who didn't vote for you. Who's that? It was Luca. He voted for himself. <laughs> that was it. Luca's yeah. one of the coolest guys. Cool. I have to say, he's, he's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't care what I think about him. That's the cool. That is when you know you're cool as can be. Right. Like when I, I like you, and like, and even though like he doesn't, he won't clean up all the time. He, he doesn't even care to clean up. Like it, it's not like he's going to change his lifestyle. Right. To clean up. Yeah. He just who he is, and right. he knows he knows that I like him so much. He's just. I'm going to clean up for him anyway. Right. But coolest guy in Ollie. I don't know. <laughs> so who would be the coolest guy in Ollie? 
what I'm saying. You play the guitar. Yeah. You've got the best hair. Yeah. yeah um, you own a funeral home. <laughs> like, that's cool, man. I don't know. There's not many yeah, people out there who can beat that. I mean, exchange I own a gym, yeah. but I'm going bald, so <laughs> definitely don't have best hair. Well, you got some sure. time left. Yeah, get, get plugs and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm 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 secure with my. Well, people like if I shaved my head, it wouldn't look it wouldn't look that good. Yeah, you know. So I used to, I used to shave my head. Yeah, it looked get, awful. Awful. Yeah, and that's get, my, I, my, I had a shaved head when I met my wife. Yeah, and I still picked her up in a bar so okay yeah yeah so i guess it wasn't that bad yeah it wasn't so no usually guys that have like shaved heads are, are going bald you just have a great head and you got a good head for that Thanks. i do not appreciate that so it's <laughs> at least i can do it for you yeah um <laughs> yeah the, all the qualities there i'm i'm um like i'm i'm i like to be i like to i like interesting things so that makes me interesting by proxy right you know and i just kind of know that yeah you know, it's like i like interesting books i like interesting topics i just like interesting stuff and and, and the most valuable thing for me is time and mm -hmm. only offers me so much freaking time right you don't like, sit in traffic yeah yeah, yeah. i live right. where i work there's a grocery store on each end of the town i know right yeah it's, yeah it's great so i love it here like i can pick my kids up I, it can be 357 and wherever my kids are in town i can pick them up by four o'clock. Right. Wherever they, wherever sure. they are. Yep. At 3.57, I can yep. make the decision. I'm going to leave now to go pick them up. And, and even me, I'm just outside of town. Yeah. But you just add two minutes to that. Yeah. And I'm there. Right. Right. So um, imagine how much time is like wasted in commuting from one cool thing to another. Right. In any city you want oh, to live yeah. in. Oh, yeah. I mean, we lived in D.C. before we moved yeah. here. And that was terrible. I yeah. Mean, we had to plan our weekend around traffic. Right. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. Definitely glad to be here. So being... It's, you know, that's weird. You were talking about earlier about like people, people you can interview. There's so many interesting people here because they've, they've taken their time to become more interesting, mm -hmm. you know, cause they have, they just have those brains, you know, they're like, oh, I find that interesting. And they, they explore it and mm -hmm. they spend a few years doing it and then they move on to something else. Right. You know, they're, they're serial hobbyists and there's a few of them here in town that I, I find really fascinating. And every chance I see them, I, I, I pick their brain as to what they're into now. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, they're usually onto something different. They're onto something different, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Th and they've bought something. That I'm like, huh, I wonder why they bought that. And then I'll find out. And it's a really interesting answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My stepdad's like that. He sends me pictures just randomly, like every six months of the yeah. new thing that he's into. Yeah. And like he just started uh, growing spinach under like you know the UV lights, the oh. lamps, and everything, yeah. and just like doing it in his house. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. He's like, yeah, here, check out, check out what I grew. Right. Cool, man. Yeah. You can, <laughs> and then six months later, it's, you know, hey, uh, you know, I started, I started doing, he did CrossFit for a while. Yeah. And then he got away from that and then <laughs> started doing some other thing. And yeah. yeah, it's like every six months he's got a new, Yeah, six months might thing, not be yeah. enough, enough of a time frame to really sort of explore it deeply. You know, you're probably, in, probably well, like years. he, he masters it. Masters it. Yeah. In like six months. Cause he yeah. devotes like every ounce of free time <laughs> to that one thing and yeah. then he masters it and then he moves on to the next thing. Yeah. I don't have that kind of attention span. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I wish I was like that. Yeah. Cause like I like to, I like a lot of different things. Yeah. But I kind of, I'm scrambled. Like I'll, I'll check this one thing out for a week. Right. And then the next week I'm on to the next thing. And then maybe yeah. six months later I'll come back to that original thing. Yeah. But I just never, I don't know. Well, don't you think that all the other people start out that way too? I have no idea. I think so. You think so? 
Yeah. yeah. That's the way I was. Yeah. And I think a lot of that too, going back to time, is until I moved here, I never had the time to do anything yeah. like that because I was, you know, I'd get off work at six, yeah. sit in traffic for an hour, get home at right. seven, right. hang out with the kids yep. for an hour or two, and then it's bedtime, you got to do it all over again, wake up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and go do it again. So I never had time to, to mess around with anything, but now that I'm here, mm-hmm. I got more time and I got time to do that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you find is the thing you're most interested in? Farming. Right now? Yep. Okay, so farming for sure. is the... Farming. Yeah. Organic farming. Uh, organic farming. Um, chicken farming. Chicken farming. Pig you guys farming. have chickens here? We don't have chickens here. Okay. Um, but that's what, I'm in, that's what I'm interested in. Like YouTube videos, like crazy. Chicken uh-huh. farming and pig farming and just... Anything I can learn what's, about. What's, the, what's ultimately the interest in it? Is it like a health thing or uh, is it sort of like it's sustainability? Part, it's partly a health thing. It's partly sustainability. It's partly um, contributing more to the community. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out, but I mean, in my mind, it would be cool to, to have a bunch of chickens that are pasture-raised, organic, mm-hmm. you know, that help feed people in the community. I mean, that's kind of the, mm. that's kind of my thought behind it. Cause there's not a lot of options around here as far as health food and, mm. you know, organic stuff. I mean, I, they have a few things at Walmart, but that's about it. Yeah. I think you have to go all the way to Evansville to even find a Whole Foods. Right. And I know there's um, Clay Banks in town, Yeah. but I don't think they have a lot of actual like fresh food. They don't carry a lot of fresh food, do they? It's a lot of supplements. There's a triple S farms who does like you know, like the type of chicken mm-hmm. raising that you're talking Around about. Around here? Um, they're up like near like, I want to say Mattoon area, somewhere okay. in there. But uh, they do like, you know, grass-fed beef. But where do you thing. get it? Where do you got to go to get it? Up the, there? Uh, Claybank. Oh, they have stuff there. Yeah, they carry it. And then also the guy used to do deliveries to Alney because the guy does, you know, he would, just, he would actually drive into the funeral parking lot and drop mm-hmm. off this grass-fed beef for us. Triple S Farms? Yeah, Triple S Farms. Yeah. Check that out. And then there's the Amish who also do like, um, uh, they're over in like south of Lawrenceville, but there's also the Flat Rock Amish too. But they do like, um, they do chickens and they, they process the chickens and they'll sell those off too. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's it. Thanks for uh, coming on and yeah. letting us know a little bit more about yeah, well, Steve Patterson. I know it's coolest, a lot. Coolest it's guy in only. It's, it's a lot, a lot to handle there. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I sort of told everything. <laughs> There's nothing to, left. No, nothing interesting left in me. We're gonna have to start a hashtag for you. What's that? Coolest, coolest guy, guy in only. I. It'll catch on. Yeah. <laughs> it'll catch on. I think but, you know enough people who would uh, agree with that that it'll catch on. Uh, I, I well, <laughs> I, I can't even comment on that. I don't even know what the truth in that is, but. <laughs> They do interesting stuff, I think. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate (laughs) it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this first episode of White Squirrel Radio. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I really appreciate Steve for coming on the show and being our first guest. Uh, He was a great first guest. Had a good time. uh, Very entertaining conversation. Uh, To learn more about Kistler Patterson Funeral Home, what services they offer, go to kistler-patterson.com. And if you want to learn more about Only CrossFit and what we do here, go to onlycrossfit.com. And you can sign up for a no-sweat intro. That's where you'll sit down with a coach for about 20 minutes. You'll talk about your goals and how we can get you to your health and fitness goals faster. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.